Hello, everyone, and welcome to David and Jeff's Survivor Podcast. I'm David, and not with me is Jeff. He, unfortunately, uh, was busy this weekend, but I'm going to be talking with a very special guest, Jillian Larson from Survivor Gabon, uh, who is in charge of Reality Rally, this amazing and incredible fundraiser and three-day event um, that if you don't know anything about, be sure to listen to this podcast. But uh, we'll be talking a little bit about uh, Survivor Kagayan, as well as a reality rally, and, and uh, her time, Jillian's time on Survivor Gabon. So uh, I have a special guest co-host, Stephanie Katz, a, a good friend of the podcast. Uh, she's going to be talking to Jillian with me. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy our interview with the one and only Jillian Larson. All right. Well, we now have Jillian Larson on the podcast with us. Uh, you may know her from Survivor Gabon, but recently she's been the uh, the main person behind Reality Rally, the special fundraising event. That uh, this is its third year. It's happening, right? Fourth year. Fourth year. Fourth year. I'm yeah. behind. Fourth year. Uh, it's it's a great event. If you're uh, available, uh, you should definitely check it out. So, uh, welcome to the podcast, Jillian. Thank you so much, David. I really appreciate it. Um, I love chatting to whoever's listening out there, so thank you for having me on. Yeah, no problem. So uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit uh, about the Survivor Kagayan. I know you're not uh, fully caught up with uh, all your uh, busy planning and getting thing every, everything for Reality Rally, but uh, what were... What was your thought of when you uh, heard and saw the twist was going to be these three different tribes of brains, beauty, and brawn? I thought it was an interesting thing. Um, I just I was wondering how they were going to do the beauty part because I say that about eighty percent of the people who end up on Survivor are the beauty people, <laughs> so uh, I thought that was going to be interesting. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I guess the brains aren't doing so well. I don't know how they did this week, and I have to admit that I haven't watched it this week. I've been too busy, but um, I, I know that they weren't doing as well as we thought they might. Yeah, they're doing um, even yeah, worse, Jillian. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> when you catch up, you'll realize like they really are absolutely horrible. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Um, no, I just uh, I thought it was a good twist because I mean we've got to keep some fresh stuff coming up. I thought I actually enjoyed Blood versus Water in many ways. Although I'm not a huge fan of returning players, I have to say. I just prefer to see new people get a chance to, you know, there's thousands and thousands who want to get on. Yeah, a lot of people... Yeah. A lot of people found Blood vs. Water to be so refreshing, and I don't know if it was just the types of returning players that were there, that they weren't these, like, really huge camera whore types, or uh-huh, if it was just, it, like, their partners were just really interesting and that there was a lot of drama and everything so a lot of people found that one really refreshing considering that all the seasons have been return players and like you said a lot of people prefer new players because they want to see the whole idea of the show originally was how random people get to play on an island if it's returning players who've all known each other for years it's not really the premise of the show anymore well the other thing about that too is that survivor really isn't pure anymore uh, the first few seasons were pure because nobody really knew each other. Whereas now it seems like the whole world knows each other, if not in person, from events, from places, from Facebook, uh, from Twitter, from Instagram. So everybody yeah. kind of knows each other. So it's really not pure anymore. Yeah, like I'd be really surprised if someone got cast on the show who didn't know another cast member just like randomly. Like they could try hard, but there's always ways to figure out who people are. Right. 
Well, well even if you, uh, you think, oh, I know them. That's from Facebook. Yeah. Well, even if you go back to the the older seasons, like we had no idea who the cast was until you know they they presented it. But nowadays, you know, everyone can say, oh, this person's away from their Facebook and Twitter. What's going on? Oh, and uh -huh. they can like figure out who's who's gonna be on the season before you know. <laughs> Before or you see, like, what was it, team. Alexis became, started tweeting to, like, every single returning player ever that was really popular, and then she would be, so people clearly knew she was a new player, because why is she so important all of a sudden? Okay. Was it her who was doing that? I know she was tweeting a lot, and people found her on Twitter, but I feel like there were a few of them that will randomly just become Facebook friends with people and just start tweeting to them and posting on their wall, and you're like... Why are so many people all of a sudden looking at this one specific person? Like, what is important about this person? Yeah, well, for, you know, for us, the event planners would be interesting, too, because, um, you know, Michael uh, at Celebration for Gifted the World, the Rea awesome reality, and myself have possibly the two biggest uh, reality show events right now. And both of us find that when we do our shout-outs, to attract new, you know, people, either returning, current ones we know, new people. Um, quite often people say, well, I can't commit right now. Well, yeah, that's, you know, that is a life thing. I mean, people just can't commit way ahead. But if it's returning people, we think, aha, you know, well, okay, they may be in casting right now, or they think they're getting in the next season, but they can't commit to something. So we're even getting a little bit of a clue ahead of time by that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I know that I there were a couple of people. There yeah. were a couple of people that we thought were like that. Um, I went to celebration uh, this past summer, and I know when we kept looking at the list of people who were going, it kept changing. And every time someone would be going, and then all of a sudden they weren't going anymore, we'd be like, "Hmm, what's going on? Why is that person not going anymore? What's what happened there?" But but not but it hasn't been a returning season since then because the last one was Blood versus Water, and those people were there, so. It was just interesting that, like, you are like, are they going to be on the show? What? So, uh, from from the first, uh, I think you you watched the first episode. Did anyone stand out to you this season? Well, the Bucky girl, and I understand from Facebook, because you know you, you don't even almost have to watch Survivor anymore any of the shows. <laughs> kind of kind of kind of on the wall the next morning. Um, so the the poor girl that was given the you know the. I'll call it a, a poor edit, although I'm sure that there was a lot of it that went, that was correct with her personality. And what's her name? Um, Jatia? Uh, yes, thank you. Um, you know, so, you know, of course she stood out. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, David, of course, stood out as well. And then the big dude. So what's his name? The Garrett? Oh, oh, the basketball yes. player, Cliff. Yeah. Cliff. There you go, Cliff. Um, well, he clearly stood out. He looks like a giant mix for everybody. Oh, that makes me think, you know, it's so interesting. Um, if, if everybody on your season is, is big, then you, you look big. But if everybody's small, you look small. So when I got off my season and met people, um, a lot of people said to me, oh my gosh, you're bigger than we thought you were. Uh, or, or small, I can't remember one or the other, and it's because all of my season were basically smallest people. So <laughs> we all look the same, except for Crystal, of course. And I remember that a year that Joel, um, Joel and, uh, oh, the guy from the big dude, the bash, I'm living blanks there tonight. Anyway, I thought that they were all, you know, I thought Joel was small, uh, because 
he was being tossed around. And he wasn't. He flew. He like mixed the fist or something. <laughs> I got all of his teeth in the soul. So, yeah, so it's basically meeting people afterwards. Yeah, and, and this season, I know most of the cast is pretty pretty small, so then Cliff just sort of looks like a giant among uh, them almost. <laughs> so so uh, really, yeah. Leaf was probably like 8 feet tall, and everyone in one world was like 12 feet tall, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leaf is really 8 feet tall, everyone else was just so much taller than that. That's right, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's what you get for me. I love when he slept in the box all the time. Oh my god, that was the running joke on the internet for the entire season. <laughs> People would hashtag, like, Leaf in a Box, like, every episode. I've seen Leaf every now and again. He lives near where I am. And he lives close to where I am. So I see him every now and again. Well, uh, uh, so tell me what, you're th- what are you thinking of the season? Tell me now. What are, what are fans out there thinking? I the think fans it's... are thinking that they're so glad the person who got voted out this week finally got voted out. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. It's uh, I think it's a pretty good season. Um, I find it really entertaining while I'm watching it. Um, but there's not, as of right now, other than the first you know two episodes, there hasn't been any huge or big memorable moments. So I, it could be coming up, but. All in all, I'd say it's entertaining. I'm enjoying it. It is refreshing to have all new people and to sort of see how they interact in the game and everything. Yeah, that's true. The first two episodes were the most exciting of the entire season so far. Last week was really boring. This week was boring, semi-predictable. <laughs> so it's just, I feel like the boring, like the players just seem relatively boring and, and like not that exciting and dramatic. So I'm hoping that things get spiced up soon. Not. Uh, don't put it on. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that also goes with what you were talking about earlier, about how the show isn't really at its roots anymore, because you can tell some of the people this season are playing to be TV characters and are playing to make the show exciting. And even Spencer's comments during Tribal this week, David, he was talking about how, like, if he was, like, him and Cass, what they were talking about, if they were sitting at home, what they'd be thinking of this Tribal, and Spencer's like, if I was sitting at home, I'd think that it was, like, such a... It's such an exciting tribal, but I wouldn't want a specific result because I would be like, no, don't do that. It was one of them. They were talking about that. Something. So being fans of the show and going on and having the show been on for so many years that people can watch it, it makes going on the show more like you're going on to play a specific character, to play to the audience, which I think kind of defeats the purpose of the show also nowadays. Like, you, you shouldn't go on and playing to the audience. Right. Right. Yeah, which is what, you know, what I tell people when they're going to be whatever. Uh, okay, go ahead and be whatever it is that you think you want to be, to be good television and hopefully be brought back to another season because of how you are. But always remember that that's how you're going to be remembered. Because all those people all over the world that do get access to um, Survivor or other shows are not going to know the real person. All they're going to know is that, that personality that you were on the show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just it's a... And you're right, it sort of spoils it if it, if you, if you can tell it's not an actual thing. That they're just trying to be good television. Yeah. Um, Jillian, this uh, this past episode, there was uh, one of the tribes was uh, discussing throwing uh, the immunity challenge. What is your opinion on throwing challenges? Oh, gosh. That's a tough one. Um, the competitive person in the Actually, I just I don't like it in general. I just don't think it's a good idea at all. I think everybody should do the best that they can. Because one shouldn't try and throw a challenge because you will never get a consensus of opinion of your whole tribe. And people are possibly going to agree to throw the challenge or sort of be silent and not you know, say anything at all that they really didn't want to. When you're there on the show, you're so guarded, well, the average person is, especially for the first three, four, five tribals for that, whatever that time, two days, then 12, 13, 14 days, you don't want to come out as some sort of whatever by disagreeing, no, I don't think we should show the challenge. Um, so you possibly just stay quiet, but you didn't really want to. And being the competitive people, you know, the both of them are and myself, um, I, I don't know that I would. There's some circumstances that maybe I would, and, you know, there's been one, one of our seasons that, we had, there was a lot of violence, so I would be inclined to suggest to through the challenge in order to get that violent person out, mm-hmm. not thinking that, uh, you know, the producers would take them out unless it was pure danger, um, which they would, and then they devise a way of getting them out, but they can't flip the show, and they can't say what is, you know, they can't make things happen. Yeah. So that's I mean, to be fair, I would throw it. To, to, to be fair to them, they tried to throw the challenge and then failed miserably because the brains tribe was just super awful. But even, but in throwing challenges in general, the last time a challenge was thrown successfully, I think would have been Redemption Island. And Zapatera really didn't work out that well after that. Right. So I would never, I would never throw a challenge. I'd say that we have to figure out, we have to just make an alliance. If we all want to get rid of a specific person, just make an alliance against that person. And then when you get an opportunity to get rid of them, you do. But throwing a challenge, just 
destroys tribe morale and does not get you off going on a good foot. Right. And I do believe that half the tribe possibly does not be agreeing with it. And that starts putting in the Vancouver's dissension amongst them. Uh, yeah, you're right. If it may not work out, which it didn't in that case. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like the worst thing to do if it didn't work out at all. But yeah, David, so in talking about people playing to the cameras, um, how much do you think that based on that if Spencer had gone home this week, he still would have been in lock-in based on his comments at Tribal for a returning player, based on his performance? Oh, if he would have been out, it, if he would have been out this episode, he would have been edited completely different and he, he wouldn't have been back. I don't know, because I feel like, uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't know, because I feel like based on what's going on, Right now, he's like a shoe and Like, he's playing to be a returning player right now. Eh, I can see it go either way. I can see him, like, I, and I don't like returning players, but if I had to think of, return, of like, anyone lately who's played to be a returning player, like, I'm just watching, I was just watching the episode and thinking, like, how easy it would be for them to just love him and have him be a returning player on a future season. Maybe. Especially because he's on, like, the worst tribe ever and it, it's it's very much the Palau situation where like he is doing everything he can and then he just is not being successful that I feel like he'd definitely be like a redemption type season for him that they would need, that they would give him mm-hmm. uh, you know the thing is that trying to play a game a red game that you think is going to get you to be a returning player you have no clue whether you're going to fit that that model for another season anyway. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they may be like heroes and villains. Um, you know, the, certainly there's always the villains and there's always the heroes, but who knows if you're the villain one that they're going to want down the road. So they didn't, maybe they didn't like that villain style of yours. Uh-huh. Right, uh, yeah. Yeah, so who you are, as far as I'm that's how they cross you and that's what they want. Like, I'm not saying he's playing to be a returning player. I know that's what I said, but... Like, that wasn't what I meant. I just meant that the way that they've been editing him, it seems obvious that they're editing him to be a returning player. Yeah, and that's, that's possible. That's uh, actually a few. Like I said, most of it is cut. I mean, one minute out of every three, 300 minutes, that's uh, a lot of footage that they look for that one little minute. Yeah. Yeah, although I'm very happy that he didn't get voted out this week because I feel like that would have been the worst mistake that the girls made, <laughs> even though they were right about there being a swap next episode. <laughs> But um, another thing we've seen in the past uh, few episodes, Jillian, is we've seen uh, a tribe rehearsing and practicing for the uh, the challenges before they get there. Um, did did you have any uh, experience uh, in rehearsing the the challenges or trying to uh, practice before you got to them? Yeah, thank you for asking that question because that's one of my whole things. You know, I didn't. The tribe I ended up with, and, uh, you know, and I'll talk a little bit down the road about, you know, what I've done with it. I honestly believe that my eight-year journey of passion to get on Survivor was a distant path, but it was not actually to get on Survivor, it was to get off Survivor. But I, I was, I was destined to be off soon, but I've had a five-week vacation that I've created everything I've done since then. And my tribe and I just weren't the best mix. I mean, we were a really bunch of people put together. It was so bizarre. Uh, and I know most tribes seem bizarre, but I was on the inside of that tribe, and it was like, good grief, what is this bunch of people that we gathered up together with? And that was my thing, because I come from a culture where I think, okay, and I think most people seem to. All right, let's just go through, and this is what I tried to do. 
um, you know, at the beginning, I said, all right, so, you know, that was a pretty bad challenge for all of us. We didn't do very well. Uh, so let's try and decide amongst ourselves because we don't know each other um, who's good at what. Now, you clearly saw that I was not good at running, so I'm not going to be the runner, and that's exactly why I picked football. Because I had found on a trailer site that there was a gold medal runner that was going on my season, so I Googled his name, and yep, there she was. It was somebody that was in my classroom time. So that's why I picked her, so she could be my counterpart to my weakness. So I said, okay, so I can't run, but I can do puzzles, I can balance, I can shoot, I can pitch, and I can do all that sort of stuff. Um, so when we got, and everybody said, ah, oh, you know, let's figure that all out. I just was interested. Let me get out this clue. And it was, okay, well, if this is a puzzle, we, let's figure out who's going to do this and let's finish it. And most of the time it was like, oh, it couldn't be bothered with clue parts. We'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> uh, so, you know, so what do you do? I mean, you say, oh, okay, yes, I won't that one again. <laughs> so you don't. So you just kind of, well, you, I'm saying me, you know, so I just kept quiet. I didn't bring it up again. I said, well, fine, we can be the worst driver in Survivor history. Uh, <laughs> you know, too bad. Yeah. Uh, but there was no, there was no changing that. I was, it was, I was the wrong fit. If I'd been on the other side, it would have been a totally different picture. Mm-hmm. Because they were much more engaged and, you know, doing things and doing things together. And I found it a weird side. Really yeah, weird side. that's for sure. <laughs> So let so so let me guess since I don't remember exactly who was on what tribe you must have been on Fang then. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't remember who was on what tribe, but if you're saying you were on the cluster tribe, then it must have been Fang. I called us. Uh, what did I say? I said I feel like a, a, a misfit. Uh, I feel like a lost boy on the misfit island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were the it's island just, of yeah. misfit. Contestants? That's it. Yeah, yeah, I was a missed or whatever it was. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just a bizarre tribe. But I do believe, again, that was destined that way. Yeah. Uh, it had to be that I ended up on that tribe in order for me to be doing this because I didn't fit. And, and to, I also think, um, I, I don't know if everybody remembers or whatever this group does remember all these episodes, but I beat Crystal in that running challenge, the first challenge. And I didn't Everyone know that. Everyone beat Crystal I was in every challenge. Lost. <laughs> so, yeah, and, well, I had no clue. I thought I was dead lost because, I mean, all I could do was concentrating on going up the hill and being pushed up by Maddie. I think that was kind of fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I thought I was dead lost. And uh, nobody, when we got to camp, nobody said anything like, wow, you beat Crystal and Susie. Nobody said anything. So I still thought I was lost. But from then on, she was just like, you know, she was, I felt like a new school kid in the seventh grade lunchroom. She wouldn't talk to me. She was sort of off-handed and grumpy and stuff. And I do think it had something to do with a 51-year-old woman beating a 31-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she didn't talk runner, to you. Runner woman. What? <laughs> no, she just, you know, she wouldn't engage in any conversation. She just kind of looked away if I was talking to her. And it was very, very weird. And I didn't know why there was that feeling between us. Well, I didn't have that feeling. And in fact, I even gave her my shirt. I was trying to, you know, help her out and be helpful so she stopped cheating me like a seventh grade weekend. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know if you know, but I gave her my shirt and she didn't give it back. Uh, her dress was breaking, so I said, why don't you borrow one of my shirts? Because if your dress comes off in the next challenge, you're really going to be bad. <laughs> so she said, oh, okay. So she, I said, which one do you want? Because I've taken two shirts. So I could be prepared for hot or cold. And I could wash one when it's really smart. Um, and so she took my outer shirt and came back and she cut off her, the top of her dress and made a shirt and top with my, my shirt. 
So I had to play the rest of the game in a surf top that wasn't the best fit for a 51-year-old woman, so I didn't care. I was, I'd made it to Survivor, and that was all I thought about. Yeah. Well, uh... So that was... That was it. Let's transition into talking about Reality Rally, then. You want to uh, share some, uh, maybe for people who've never heard of this before, what is Reality Rally? So, Reality Rally is a three-day fun-for-funs event in Temecula, California, every April, and we are going into our fourth year, and we raise money for Michelle's Place, which is a breast cancer resource center, uh, providing services to men and women and families who have breast cancer. From early, from mammograms to early detection to treatment to follow-up support to just about everything that you could wish to need uh, when you've been told you've got cancer. Uh, Michelle was a young woman who died at 36 because she was misdiagnosed when she was 19. And she asked her parents to please set up some form of support system for others going through the journey that she was, by that stage, realized she was clearly losing. So her parents set up this facility, and they do about 8,000 services a year. And they're just an amazing, wonderful, down-home, ordinary folks that do the most wonderful work. So I realized when I was booted off Survivor, um, that my daughter had actually written a cryptic letter for me by dropping words in a book that I'd taken. And it was part of the message was, honor yourself, which I felt I had. And secondly, this isn't the end. There's something greater down the road for you. And I thought, wow, what is that? Then I discovered there's this whole world of reality people out there, and uh, I thought, wow, you know what I should do? And then I built this event for three days of uh, fun for the public to come and meet reality stars. This year I'm bringing 120 reality stars from 39 different shows to Temecula. They have to raise $400 to be here, and that's for a charitable donation because I don't want them talking to this uh, event as a big fun, amazing, awesome weekend reality star reunion party. It's a fundraiser. So mm -hmm. they all have to raise money, and I have to give a shout-out to Liza Swinton. If anybody's listening out there, Liza is determined to raise 10000 and she's 9600 or something right now. Wow. So if anybody would help her get to 10000 go to realityrally.com. Go to the reality star lineup, look for Liza Swinton, Big Brother Canada, and donate some dollars to her. I really want to help her get to 10000 And we've got a lot of stars that have raised well over 1000 and 2000 And then the weekend is fun. We have a party at Wilson Creek Winery on Friday. It's a mix and mingle for the public to meet the reality stars and to come and have fun with each other. I mean, a lot of the public really don't care about reality stars, but they care about fun and charity. Uh, we have a casino night at that event and raise money some more to the casino night. Saturday is an autograph signing that goes on for approximately two hours on the strip of City Hall right in the middle of the square. And then we have an amazing race kind of day throughout Old Town Peninsula where teams of three fun public people buy a game ticket for fifty dollars a piece and if they and then they're fourteen members of the reality store. If they want to choose their reality star, they raise a thousand dollars. If they don't care about the they get, then they could randomly assign one, and they don't they raise money, but they don't have to hit the thousand. Um, then they go all over Temecula, Old Town Temecula, where I have 11 solid checkpoints that are set out by organizations. In fact, that's where I was just before we're speaking tonight. Um, the gunfighters are an old west cowboy gunfighter group that uh, are part of a challenge, and they're set on some really fun challenges. 
And then we have the theater, and you have to perform on the stage, and we have the film festival, and you have to make a little movie, you have to go to the history museum, and you have to do in costume and find historical clues. So there's a, uh, 11 of these fun time challenges. The game goes on for about three and a half, four hours. And uh, then there's a big red carpet party at uh, South Coast Winery. Uh, red carpet presentation, music, dancing, food. Uh, and by the way, we're live streaming this entire event. So I will be oh, wow. putting our live stream link on our website. You'll be able to view it um, throughout the entire weekend. So wherever you are um, that has access to realityrally.com on the internet, just watch our live stream. You can see it all sold out. Um, and then Saturday is the party. And then Sunday, we have a breakfast with the stars. It's a volunteer appreciation. I have about 400 volunteers that help for the entire weekend. And I have a production team of 50 that actually work on this much of the year in order to make it roll out well in April. The dates this year are the 11th, 12th, and 13th of April. And then Sunday, we've added a feature. Uh, we have 14 chefs coming from nine different cooking shows. Health Kitchen, Chop, uh, Cutthroat Kitchen, Chef Wanted, uh, Restaurant Express, and a few of the other uh, cupcake rules. And we're going to be doing a mini chef competition uh, where chefs are going to be um, preparing a meal with the prize equipment and just like the cooking shows. They pick the equipment, they pick the ingredients, and they have to produce a something in about a 20-minute um, uh, time, and they're going to be judged, and then two of those chefs are going to come out the winner. So it's a really huge weekend. It's such fun. It's April 11th, 12th, and 13th, and all details can be found on realityrally.com, including ticket purchases, how to donate to the stars, how to donate to teams, all of the events around there, and that's where there'll be live streaming um, so people can watch it as well. So we will look access to realityrally.com. So that's sort of it in a nutshell, but it's huge and fun, and the reality stars have a great time and meet each other for the first time. They come back with each other the following year, and it's really a tremendous effort. And I have to give a shout-out to the amazing people that helped me make this happen. Because it came out of my head when I was in the jungle of the bond, and basically kind of so bummed um, that I had been booted so quickly that I really, I just thought this wouldn't be the end. And this whole idea came to me, and I brought it back to Connectula, and it's been embraced by everybody. It's been huge. I've been up 50 people that worked a lot of the year with me, and uh, we actually, Reality Valley just got two awards today um, by, from the Connectula Convention and Visitors Bureau. Uh, one was for myself and Reality Valley as ambassador of the year, and the other one was social media, uh, whatever, you know, top social media person of the year. Uh, not person, but uh, organization of events. So, yeah, we're very proud of those. And uh, I have to thank the fans out there, because without the fans helping us spread the word, so everybody who's listening, if you include www.realityrally.com, check it out. Web hits are very valuable to us. And go and like our Facebook at Facebook.realityrally. And watch what's happening. There's so much is happening. Um, we put stuff up on there the whole time. Um, so I thank the fans for helping us spread the word. We are now watched in 96 countries. 
And last year we brought in money from 15 countries in every one of the 50 states through the fan base. So thank you fans out there. First of all, without fans, we would not be survivors. Without fans, there would not be all these reality shows. And without fans, the events that we produce, both celebrations for Hearts of Reality and, and Mind for Reality Rally, um, just wouldn't happen the same way. But it's, it's, so people come to these reality shows. So, so thank you, fans. I, I'm a fan. I always will be a fan. So I appreciate what you guys do out there. And thank you, you guys, for podcasting. And everybody else who podcasts and gives us the yeah, thank you, and uh, congratulations on the awards. That's really great to hear. Um, and yeah. this is yeah, this is a a great event for a really great cause. Um, and if you're a fan of reality TV at all, you you'll have an absolute blast. Um, maybe for for our Survivor listeners, can you tease them any uh Sur- Survivor contestants who are going to be there? Oh, sure. Um, Denise Safety's coming back. Uh, I'll look at the list. Okay, Bruce Canada is coming. Um, uh, Jimmy Tarantino is, of course, myself. Um, I, by the way, I require myself to raise the minimum of $400 as well so I can go to my own event. Uh, cause I just, <laughs> well, there I just you go. People to do what I don't do myself, and I've actually raised 1600 this year, so I've also awesome. put, you know, put an effort into that as well. Um, Nalee uh, Dennis is coming. Nalee Dennis. Oh, cool. Um, John, 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 John. I've got to think of John's name. Is. Um, uh, Sandy Bergen's coming. Scout's Scout coming. Sonia's coming. Um, uh, Tina Wesson's coming. Katie Collins is coming. Uh, Bush, who are the other ones that are coming? John well, you, you have a really good lineup. We've got just a great lineup. And you know, I don't just rely on Survivor and Amazing Race because my feeling is that a lot of people watch a lot of different shows. Mm-hmm. So we find that. I mean, we'll say to people, oh, do you watch Survivor? You know, like if they're introducing me, they say, oh, do you watch Survivor? Because I actually do speaking engagements. And when I, I always say, all right, who of you know Survivor? And a lot of people do, or they don't. Yeah. Um, but yet somebody may watch uh, Bar Rescue, because mm-hmm. we've got two people coming from Bar Rescue. Um, or they may watch, uh, you know, we've got somebody coming from Naked and Afraid, from Full Run, from The Glass House. There are all these different shows that people watch. Uh, gosh, I can't even think of all the other ones that are different. Uh, we've got some people coming from the new shows last summer. Who, who done it? Uh, Capture. Um so, yeah, it's a little bit, and then it's interesting. The public may want to come and find out about what was Capture. Yeah. They all know what, they all know what Survivor is. So they can come and learn about new shows, different shows. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's really cool, I think, what you're doing this year with all the chefs and getting them together and, and having that cook-off. I think that's a really neat Yeah, idea. I'm jealous for that. That sounds like it's going to be awesome. Yeah, so anybody that's local, if you've got local listeners that are local enough to connect you, and it's, it's right between L.A. and San Diego. It's, we call it the utopia of the South because it's an awesome town. <laughs> um, if anybody's somewhat local and would like to be coming, first of all, you can buy tickets to all of the events. Tickets are available to, for everything. Uh, but for the chef showcase, anybody who donates $25 from now until um, April uh, 1st, well, well, actually, April, I'm going to close that on April 1st, otherwise it's too hard to manage the counting. But if they donate $25, they'll get a ticket to the breakfast, 
and also five tickets uh, for a raffle for an opportunity drawing because we're going to be live streaming, as I said, and we're going to have uh, a VIP audience that's right up front uh, that will be captured on the live stream. And then um, those people will be right up front. So she, uh, 30 people will be drawn from that opportunity ticket that they've either purchased at the door or got because they donated $25 to one of the chefs. So anybody listening, go to realityrally.com and go to Star Lineup and then look for a chef um, and donate to their fundraiser. You, all you do is you click on the word donate and it comes up with their bio. You can read all about them and then you can donate every dollar counts. Yeah. I always tell people, you know, uh, $1 is one of the most powerful things that you might ever have in your hand. Because if you donate it, um, you know, to us, obviously, I'm talking about, but to any charity that then provides a service that may have early detection, it might save somebody's life. Yeah. So that's a very powerful tool. Absolutely. Yeah. So we encourage you all to... Uh... If you can't if you can't make it to Temecula, at least you know watch the live feed and support uh, support it any way you can. It's uh, it's a, a great and amazing time. We thank you so much for coming on. But before we let you go, we want to uh, play a game with you if you're up for it, Jillian. Okay, I'm up for it. All right, this qu this game's called Say Anything. I'll ask you a question and you can say anything as your response. Pretty simple. Okay. All right. right. Question one. What would be the worst song for a wedding first dance? Oh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> there must be a song called Goodbye. Uh, that that yeah. will do it. Yeah, there's that, the na-na-na-na, hey-hey-hey, yeah, goodbye. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what, that still changed mine. So, yeah, yeah. That's it. That, that'd be a pretty awful song. All right, question two. What would be the greatest world record to own? Oh my gosh, how many um, eggs you can sit on without breaking them. All right. Have you attempted this before, Julian? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've stood on ostrich eggs, but they don't break, so uh. that's what made me think of a regular eggs. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's weird. All right. What, uh, what is the dumbest thing to try to do in the dark? Play golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd probably be quite difficult. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of like doing things without feedback. That's when you do something and you nobody notices or you haven't a clue what happens. Yeah, like playing golf in the dark. You hit the ball and you have no idea where it went. Yeah. you spend your whole time just searching for the ball after you hit it. That's right. You never find it. Yeah. All right. Next question: What former survivor would make the best prom date? Wow. For me or for anybody? <laughs> uh, you can say you or anybody. Your choice. Oh. All right, but thanks. It's the survivor of the best prom date. Mm -hmm. Gosh, that's a tough one. Um, wow. Having never been to a prom, except my daughter's did, but I'm a foreigner. I didn't have a prom <laughs> where I came from. Uh, so I'm not sure. I've got to think about that. The best survivor for a prom date. I know who uh, I'd want to be my prom date. <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know who I'd want for a prom date, actually. I can't think of a person. Um, yeah, talk, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I'll, I'll say Bruce Tanagai because he talks to everybody. All right, so there if we I go. If I wasn't to have a talking evening, it would be Bruce. Okay. <laughs> Next question. What would be the worst place to wake up? Oh, my gosh. The worst place to... In somebody else's bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst place to wake up, Jillian? It could be, yeah. How about... I mean, uh, that depends on the person. 
How about on yeah, somebody I've been else's? For forty three years, it better not be somebody else's bed. <laughs> well, how about on somebody else's floor? Oh no! I, well, no. <laughs> I don't know if he in the bed. <laughs> no, all of those places, you could have just sort of fallen asleep or passed out, whereas the bed's intentional. There you go, yeah, you're right. All right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, what magical power would be the coolest to have? It equals mine. Mm, that would be useful, but other times, oh, maybe I didn't want to know that. <laughs> it, would scare, it would be scary. Yeah, yeah. It would be very yeah scary. sometimes I don't want to know what everyone's thinking. <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah, I would love to know what people are thinking and what I'm <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. All right, next question. Which former survivor would be the most interesting to take a class from? Probably Denise Lacey. Yeah, you... Denise Lacey, she's got a lot. She's, she's a very insightful person. Awesome. I take a name. Yeah. I take a naming class from Philip Shepard. <laughs> How do, how do you... Uh, oh, Philip's, coming. Philip's coming again, and uh, Danny Boatwright's coming again, and uh, yeah, we've got a lot of survivors coming. Uh, awesome. Yeah, Philip. So has he ever given you a name? <laughs> no, he told me I had to buy his book first. <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, I asked him what he called me, and he said, oh, spirited one. Spirited one. I like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Funny. Next question. What would be the worst possible pizza topping? Possible what? Pizza topping. Pizza topping. Pepperoni. I can't stand pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what's wrong with you, Julia? <laughs> I'm a foreigner. It's <laughs> such a classic, though. Just <laughs> for me. Yeah. Or a pickle. No, that wouldn't be too bad. Pepperoni. Yeah. All right, next question. An alien ship has landed on Earth. What should we do? Say welcome. All right. And what can what can you teach me? There you go. Yeah, hopefully they're willing to teach us. <laughs> All right. Final question: What former survivor would be the most comical as the star of a musical? Philip Shepard. <laughs> That's what's easy. <laughs> Stealth R Us the musical. There you go, Stealth or Us the musical. Yeah, <laughs> we have a a team that's coming to Reality Rally this year. A team of public. Um, and they are called Stealth or Us. And they're, they're fun because they, if you go on to realityrally.com and go into teams, um, you'll see they've even made a, like a whole banner thing of themselves and, uh, it's called Team Stealth or Us. And they've got this Operation Reality Rally, Team Stealth or Us, and they top secrets and survive at Temecula. They've done a great job putting together that thing. So, yeah, funny. Well, that's really yeah, cool. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much. You successfully completed the game. Uh, congratulations. And we just thank you so much for, uh, I, I know you're very busy. We're very grateful that you uh, took some time to talk with us. And uh, we encourage everyone to go check out Reality Rally and support it in some way that you can. Uh, we have a link on our website as well, but it's realityrally.com. Definitely be sure to check it out. Thank you. Could I just add one more thing quickly? Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I'm currently doing, actually, and uh, I should have mentioned it earlier, but it, I was talking about everything else. Um, I have started a, a separate fundraising campaign for myself through a crowdfunding uh, project. And when I, I am asking the world out there to help me raise $25,000 for Michelle's place, and when I raise $25,000 by April 12th, I'm going to have my head shaved on the steps of City Hall. 
And oh, wow. the reason I'm doing it is $25,000 worth of a tremendous amount of good for Michelle's life. Mm-hmm. And my hair became my survivor identity. And uh, when people have chemo, um, they lose their hair. Mm-hmm. And that is their identity. And this is my choice. And their hair loss is not their choice. And I tried for eight years to get on Survivor, and they can try for many years to be a Survivor. So I'm doing it out of solidarity for the thousands and millions of people that lose their hair from chemo, but the 25,000 will do a lot. So if people go to my website, realityrally.com, and click on my picture, it takes you to a crowdfunding project to raise money. So if anybody has a few dollars out there, I'd appreciate it because I really do want to be bold on <laughs> April 12th. Yes, absolutely, and a great and uh, incredible cause. Thank you again so much, Jillian. We will be sure to, to spread the word, and uh, I'm expecting nothing but a huge success for this reality rally. So uh, continue uh, for all your uh, hard work, and thank you so much for all that you, that you do with it. Well, thank you so much, and I really appreciate the time talking to you guys and also to your listeners. The RealityRally.com, April 11th and 13th for Michelle Slate. All right. Thank you so much, Jillian. Bye. 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 All right. So there you had it, our interview with Jillian. Be sure to check out Reality Rally. It's very simple, realityrally.com. If you're in the area at all, be sure to go and check it out. It's an amazing, incredible uh, time and a great charity. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to uh, let us know what you think. Give us comments and feedback. Uh, You can do that by going on our Facebook page, David and Jess Survivor Podcast, or check out our website, survivorpodcast.blogspot.com. Or finally, you can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, David and Jeff's Survivor Podcast. We will be back next week. We're going to be having another uh, special guest. We're going to be talking to Adam Pock from Big Brother. And uh, Jeff should be back, hopefully, so be sure to stay tuned for that. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>